Thank you, Ro. I do have two students with me tonight, Stephanie and Karen. How are you both doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Sandra? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you later. No. <laughs> and Karen, how are you doing? I'm good too, Padre. Good, good. So I'm going to start with Karen and then also Stephanie. So how was your week, honestly? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I guess the word would be challenging. Okay, You've sure. been continual health issues. I spent how many hours? Seven or, seven or so hours in the emergency room on Saturday night. Oh, wow. Um, so it was <laughs> It was with a fever and severe pain, and they didn't find a reason for it. Yuck. So, uh, <laughs> the, the fever broke, and the pain is somewhat better, and I'm feeling relatively okay right now, but it's it's been challenging. It's just been wow. constant, and it's a good it's a, a, a good example of what we are talking about tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Agree with and that it was, one, Karen. It was an opportunity to pray. So everything yeah. becomes an opportunity to pray for me. Wow. But I just think what you're saying, doing, it does lead into tonight for sure. So I'm, I have high expectations of what our conversations will lead to, but just know that you're with us and we're with you in prayer, and as we talk tonight and unravel what just has happened in your life, and we'll continue. So thank you, Karen, for that. Now, Stephanie, can you top that? Uh, <laughs> no, mine, mine's been challenging as well, but not um, more like from afar. I've, I've had my son has been traveling, and he's, he's managed to miss flights and miss, so I've been trying to help him navigate his travels from here, but also being able to let it go and hope he hope he finds his his way back to me tomorrow. <laughs> so, so that's a challenge. Uh, you know, it it is it is. But other than that, it's been great. the The weather's been beautiful, and I've just been trying to get outside and fall air and the, the changing leaves. So, it's been nice. Wow! Well. Life doesn't fold, doesn't it? And, and also unexpected. But, hey, I, I appreciate you and both Karen tonight just sharing lives that we just lived. And, and we yeah. survive. And we're still breathing in that good, fresh air. So, But I look forward to both of you sharing tonight. So, Karen, can you lead us into this illuminating the night in a prayer? Yes, I can. Thank you, Padre. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Divine Father, Divine Mother. Come, Yeshua. Bless everyone here and all who will hear this call with your holy presence, your light, your love. Bless the saints and angels who accompany us, Raphael, Michael, Saint Padre Pio, Saint Teresa of Lisieux, Saint Ignatius, Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint Gemma Galgani, and the many others who learned to turn the darkness in their lives into blessings from God, the divine through prayer. 
Bless us with this same gift so that we too may live in your light in the midst of our darkness, both within and without. Teach us, Holy Spirit, how to pray with God's light and love flowing through the center of our beings, our hearts. Amen. 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 The prayer, wasn't it probably misspelled or pronounced the name, Genevieve, the one Padre Pio healed? Is that the one you were speaking of in your prayer? Gemma Galgani? Yeah. I don't know. Did she? Did he heal her? Well, I might have been misrepresenting, but it sounded it's it sounded like her. But it could be. Is that a saint? I believe that you talked. She's to a saint. About? Yeah, she's okay. an Italian saint, I think. Okay, wonderful. But I love those prayers, Karen. Just thank you for bringing that tonight, and for all our listeners, illuminating the night. We can. We can break that down in our own individuals, which I think we will tonight. But also, I just want to reflect on what is illuminating the light or who illuminates the night in your world. You know, I'm sure there's many here on the call who maybe do have a a problem sleeping at night, at least once a month or something like that. But where do you go to? How do you tap in, so to speak, to that light that's within you? We know God can be our comfort, our joy, our solace, our dry, our tears, our fears, all those aspects of it. But I know for me, I do a lot of reading with the, about the saints, and a lot of the it's in that suffering that, to me, it, there's a, a dimension that only you and I can tap into. That's when we really allow God's grace to not only heal us, but to me it's the awareness of who God is. And I just want to tonight tap in on that a little bit because we all are walking this walk. That walk is actually to heaven, to God, however you see that language or that pathway. But there is an understanding of that. So, and for me, reading these saints, it kind of, I apply that to my life and their struggles, their challenges that come. And when it comes to me, how do I then not react, but yes, that would be a correct term. It's like, get me out of here. I don't want this pain. I want to fall asleep. Whatever it might be that maybe bothers you and I, that both we can step into this peace that passes all understanding. And that journey sometimes can be a long journey or it can be in a moment. But most of the time we have to go through it in order to find that peace that passes all understanding. And I don't know if you can relate to that at all, Karen, because it sounded like you had one of those evenings last Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, certainly about didn't get to sleep until after two because we were there for so long. But, yeah, I mean, this is frequent with me, uh, falling asleep. I, I had insomnia for years, actually couldn't fall asleep, Nowadays, it's more often that the issues that that I deal with every day are illness and pain and world events, which bring me a fair amount of concern. And it's every day. I never know what to expect. I wake up in the morning. I say, thank you. I look out the window, say a little prayer, get up out of bed, and and then what is it going to be for me today? Because it's never the same from one day to the next. But, but for the fact that it's always challenging. And there is only 
one way for me to deal with this <laughs> because the illness that I have, you who don't know it, I have multiple sclerosis. It's a chronic degenerative neurological disease for which there is no cure and very little help in the way of treatments. And it gets worse all the time. And I never know what to expect from one day to the next, or sometimes one hour to the next. And so I have learned it didn't happen quickly. It happened over time through the readings in the student program, through healings, of which uh, I've been very blessed. In this community, I've had many, many miraculous healings, some of them physical, but most of them which allow me to come closer to God and have made it possible for me to pray in a real way, in a, right, a way that allows me to connect and commune. And when I do that, whether it's in the middle of the night or the middle of the day, there is no pain. It, it all dissolves in this amazingly beautiful act of communion that is always available to me. So, Karen, when you say that you can reach a point of, like, no return, and all of a sudden the pain disappears in that moment, even though for a long time you've been suffering, I don't know if I can express the right, is it you just fall into it, or was it your fervent prayer? What do you calculate as? how you entered into that place. Because, again, when we're suffering, my brain goes tries to think of a thousand things to do in order to get, it, to get rid of it. What have you sensed or practiced that brings you to that place? Well, I've, it's been a process of learning how to pray for me since I entered into the student program. And what I've learned is that prayer has many, many forms, and it's going to be different for everybody and that ultimately Ron Ross says it doesn't matter how you pray as long as you pray from the heart. But beyond that, he also says, and this has been his, his book, The Healing Path of Prayer, was the first book that I ever read. I read it before I became a student, and it really changed my life, so radical and simple and, and true. And one of the things that he says in there that really... I return to constantly is that all prayer is the reception of the light energy that is the presence of God. It may take the form of guidance, prophecy, wisdom, clairvoyance, or even a simple hunch or gut feeling or spontaneous idea, but it's the reception of the light energy that is the presence of God. And coming to recognize over time, I started out slow in reading the Bible, reading the New Testament. I began to feel a presence around me. Uh, now I recognize what that presence is. It's the presence of God. And it's all around me, and it's always there. It's literally everything and in everything. And if I can just be still enough to feel it, then that's a good start. But what it's become <laughs> from... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's recognizing it. Yes. It's not that it's something new. It's just that we don't see it. It's always there. And I believe sometimes our challenge, our pain, our stress, whatever it might be, if we can break through that, right. then that door opens. 
but it's, again, to each their own, because we're all individually made, even though we're all joined together in one heart, one mind. So it, to me, it does have a, there's a method or a miracle that happens. And, and I believe it's individual, but yet I believe it can be duplicated in other people's lives. You just, just shared a beautiful example of that. Just your description. And I know going through it is not easy, but when we can talk about the process, which you just did, and you will continue tonight, the, the idea is that that presence is, it is around us. And sometimes our pain is so deep that we're so far away from presence, <laughs> even though it's so near, we can touch it. And I know that's what each of our souls desire. So I'm going to turn this over to the other one, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, sorry. <laughs> but I know you've been having some challenges with, it, with your boys, with a friend. Your world seemed to be turned upside down. And it's like, so... Tell me a little bit about that or our audience and just yeah. give a, a little template of what you've been walking through. A darkness. That's <laughs> that's what I've been yeah. walking through. Yeah, so I would say just to for anyone on the call that doesn't know, a couple months ago one of my closest friends, her daughter was missing and then a couple weeks after she was missing, she was her body was found. And so Wow. It's it's been, I, I've never been somebody that struggled with sleep. Fortunately, I was always somebody that I enjoyed. That was, that was one of the most exciting times of like getting into bed. I was excited. And mm. I can say that the, this last, the, the last West of Heaven, that that night that it ended was the first time I had slept through the night in two months. And wow. Wow. Yeah. And it was, my body was physically, emotionally, I was so tired these last couple months, but I could not sleep. I would usually, I'd sleep maybe like a couple hours. I'd wake up around midnight and be awake until around five or six in the morning and might get another hour in. And so there was a lot of, I got to know the night very well. (laughs) And (laughs) and I kind of, I went through a lot of different, like cycles with it from just always, 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 I was in such a desperate place. It was always a constant conversation with God, always. I didn't know, like it was, did at a certain point I really started to realize the parallels of the night and, and my walk, like through the darkness, very similar to, because I would get up sometimes and take a walk because I didn't know what to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was very, walking in the dark, it's it's where I'm not using my eyes really. Like, I live in a place that gets very dark at night. It's it's based on the moon cycle. We don't really have a lot of light pollution here. So it oh, wow. it can be where I can't see, literally, I have to use every other sense to wow. to navigate my my where I'm going which was very you know I had a I had one night that it was it was very 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 dark I was in a lot of fear and I was just laying in bed and I just I was just talking to God and just 
it was such a scary place. I had never really been there before. And I just told God, I was like, I can't get lost here. Like, just, Mm. you don't, and, and it was, I had this vision of, like, my arm reaching out and almost like the hand of a child reaching up and mm. and God's hand came down and grasped my hand and and it was just like this this was lead me out of here <laughs> and yeah and it was at that point I knew like that it was just I was I wasn't alone <laughs> cuz that was that was those Wait, those God. long nights yeah i was feeling very like i'm the only one awake in my bed <laughs> what am i doing this is scary well, yeah i hope you were the only one in your bed. <laughs> yes <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> no. yep it was me alone scared but uh well but, you know yeah, I mean, um what you're saying, I'm sure many people can relate to. Your story about uh, Kylie that passed away, mm-hmm. one of the things that you also had to encounter was to be a support to the family. Yeah. And besides your own grieving. And yeah. That, and they're looking for you for answers of what God is saying in times like this. And so it tests yeah. your faith beyond our world. So besides trying to grieve on top of that and then have your own process. So you had a lot going on for one moment. Yeah, it was, it was tough. It was, yeah, I almost had to grieve separately when I was with, I mean, I'm still very much, yeah, in this whole process too. So I'm not totally got it fully figured out, but it's, it was, it was very it just has left a giant hole. Like it's just left a giant hole, like within me that I, I recognize like it can be filled. It's a choice of what I fill it with. And, and I really make that choice that it, it, it's filled with love and it's the love that, that I look to God for. It's, but it's a, it's, it's a journey. What's a, it's a choice point that you yeah. are still walking through, like all of us, but you're maybe more of a higher degree than others because that really was trauma. And it was a trauma yeah. around the community also besides your best friend. Yeah. So yeah. it just was very, very, very near. Both your sons were away, or some of them or were going away. So for them to leave during that process is like, well, am I going to lose my sons? what the brain yeah. does to try to cope with pain. So yeah. there was a lot of elements of dying to self. Yes. We don't like to hear that word, but you you just walk through that. At least yeah. a portion of that. So Yeah. which is just yeah. a it's actually a gift in disguise, but uh, when you walk through it, it's not. It's hell in my world. So Yeah. It in really the is. um part of the scriptures, one of the names of God is the bright darkness mm-hmm. and to me illuminating the night it's in those times where you're just reaching out to god just for a thought a prayer a touch 
a peace that passes all understanding. When you said you in your in your process, you just that night just reached up the, into mm-hmm. the heavens. It was like a little child, and it mm-hmm. dawned on me for the last maybe last week, probably two or three times. I just I imagine I'm lifting, I'm awake, but I'm reaching up my hand, and yeah. for no reason. So when when you said that, I made the connection. It's like God, not God. Where are you? It's just like I I know you're near. But it's just that that closeness that all of us want to feel, especially when we're going through a tying time. Time. So, yeah. but yes, your your journey is quite remarkable. We'll get back to you. I'm going to go back to Karen. <laughs> and Karen, in your own walk with God, in your own challenges that you do have, when you're tapping in, do you feel God's light everywhere or not? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how how well I'm able to tap in. But basically, yeah. where I feel God's light and where I mostly turn to it now is in my heart because that was part of a series of healings that took place over actually quite a few years. But that, I guess, in essence, my heart awakened. It opened up and became connected where I actually felt a physical connection between my heart and, and the energy that I recognize as the presence of God. And so it came within me. And now when I pray, oh, and then also there's the teachings of Ron Roth, where he talks, he teaches about the breath of the heart, where you are feeling that light energy move through your heart with the breath. That became very important for me. And over time, it's become easier to just receive, which is what I'm being taught to do, just to receive that light energy. Ron Ross is recognizing our oneness with the source of life and being aware of and receptive to the grace that is flowing to us in the stillness of being is the heart of authentic prayer. And when we go into prayer, we go for only one reason, to seek and have communion with God. And that's what it feels like to me. It becomes, sometimes it's just a little glow in my heart, but at other times when my need is the greatest, I've noticed, like there was a time a few weeks ago when I woke up, I'd had a a drug the day before, and I woke up with really severe side effects, and I was sick, and it was like, well, what do I do? What do I take? Where do I go? And I heard a voice that said, stop, pray. And so I went back to bed. And I just prayed, and my need was so great that the sense of God's presence became even greater, and it overwhelmed all of the discomfort that I had, all of the illness. And for quite a while, I just lay there and allowed that energy to move through my heart. And I didn't feel any pain, and I didn't feel sick during that time. And when I finally got up and engaged my day and took something for it, then that sense of communion, which feels, it's really hard to describe, but it's energy sensations, but it also comes with peace and with joy. And that peace and that joy stayed with me through the day, and I was able to reconnect with it whenever I felt ill or was concerned about something or I had a a bad thought or whatever it was. It stayed with me all day, that sense of, of being in communion think the more we, as you would say, communion with God and that Mm -hmm. awareness, that it's 
it's easier. I don't know if that's the right term. We have a sense we can enter in because we did it before, especially especially when we're we have trauma, going to the hospital is kind of trauma. But if you can just walk the walk and still stay connected to that source, to me it's God, the Holy Spirit, that the answers are going to come there because our brain cannot figure it out. Let's put it that way. So, And to me, when we're in that peace, the peace of God, the ruha, the very breath, now that goes forth so it actually affects other people around us. And Karen, you told the story before, a lot of times when we were on this call, you used to have your cat in the room with you, but it always wanted to be next to you during the prayer time. So it knows that energy, it knows that prayer, but also whether we're in the hospital, the ER, whatever it is, it's going to affect that area. So keep tapping into that. And as for our listeners to what do you how do you invite in, in maybe your simple terms, of trying to not take away the pain but refocus and put it on presence? How would you say that you do that in a five seconds? <laughs> in five seconds, through the breath. Okay. The, the, breath, the breath is where I connect with the presence of God, and it's simply returning my attention to that point where the breath goes through the heart. That's what it feels like to me. I turn my attention there. Sometimes I can feel it and sometimes I can't. If I can't, I go to plan B, which is words. (laughs) And and it's usually, thank you, God. So gratitude is a really big one. And, And faith, ultimately, knowing that even though I might not be able to feel God's presence right now, that I will be again soon, that it's always there. He's waiting for me. He wants to be felt by me. He wants me to feel his love. Of this, I'm absolutely certain. And that the faith in that is what allows me to just turn my attention. And it can be just that simple. But turn it to the center of my being where that connection is. I, I like that analogy. And it makes reference in my own whenever I call it traumatized, fear, something unexpected come up that I didn't like that could I control it, whatever it might be. And one of the things that for me that I've learned to tap into is praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. It's short, mm-hmm. it's sweet, or pray the rosary, just the mantra of the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, the Our Father. It, for the years that I've done that, it has to be 50 years, that there mm-hmm. is a, we step into a place of rhythm, of energy that we've gone before, and that pathway begins to open because we already know where it's going to take us. Even though the brain or the trauma around it tries to take me off course, but the heart knows where the heart can go. So I appreciate your thoughts on that because as a listener, I'm always learning and want to learn more of how I can enter in, especially during these traumatic times. And and you show that the the physical part of pain, there's a place where we can go. So I'm going to turn again to Stephanie. And I could probably classify what you've gone through in the last two months as maybe the dark night of the soul. And in your work, in your quiet time, (laughs) even Mm -hmm. though sometimes the mind does not stop, (laughs) especially in the emotional trauma that you had, what are some of the basics that you tapped into that can offer to our our listeners tonight? I think my number one was was really just trying to be physically in a place like whether I took myself down 
and just sat on on the shore of the lake or took a walk in the woods mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that where I could just really quiet myself and and just just let it melt away because there was so much chaos happening around me. It was hard to really, like I, I, one of the things I did notice that I did while if I was really deep in that like chaos immediately around me, it, I would just quietly sit there and, and pray the rosary because that was, I just didn't have, it, it was, it kind of just immediately brought that peace to me but then yeah outside of once I was able to really just be alone I did a lot of just walking <laughs> walking and yeah. and just being just being and being in nature and just just trying to connect in in any sort of the lake is just really a place for me that I could sit there and just mm. stare and and just yeah. take it all in and and breathe. I like really liked what Karen said about breathing that breath in and then through the heart, like like that. That was helpful helpful for me to hear because yeah. Well, you but, know, um, you you mentioned taking a walk. So the the mm-hmm. environment sometimes in scripture says we need to get out our out got get out of our own environment in order to see what God is saying to us to the situation. Mm-hmm. And so leaving mm-hmm. the house, going to the water, which is your, one of your favorite places. And so our body naturally starts to unwind or relax because we're in that special place. For me, it's in my meditation chair when I can be alone with my scriptures and all of a sudden there's leading and guidance. And even if it's no words at all, but just presence that stills my soul, stills your soul. And those places are divine in my world. And let's talk about illuminating the night. Do you have any, call it a reading or a a, a thought that you can share with our listeners that maybe shed some light on your own emotional trauma, that once it was read or or, or read to you, something inside began to shift? Yeah, I have have a couple readings. I'll read this one. It's from Brother Giovanni in 1513. And what I really like about it is it, it, is it tells me, it reminds me to look beyond what's right in front of my face. Mm. And so it says, I am your friend and my love for you goes deep. There's nothing I can give you which you have not got. But there is much, very much, that while I cannot give it, you, ta- you can take. No heaven can come to us unless our hearts find rest in today. Take heaven. No peace lies in the future which is not hidden in this present little instant. Take peace. The gloom of this world is but a shadow. Behind it, yet within our reach, is joy. There is radiance and glory in the darkness. Could we but see? And to see we only have to look. I beseech you to look. Life is so generous a giver. But we, judging by its, judging its gifts by the covering cast them away as ugly or heavy or hard. Remove the covering and you will find beneath it a living splendor, woven of love by wisdom with power. Welcome it, grasp it, and you touch the angel's hand that brings it to you. Everything we call a trial, a sorrow, or a duty 
believe me, that angel's hand is there. The gift is there and the joys too. Be not content with them as joys. They too conceal diviner gifts. Life is so full of beauty beneath its covering that you will find earth but cloaks your heaven. Courage then to claim it. That is all. But courage you have in the knowledge that we are pilgrims together, wending through unknown country home. And so at this time, I greet you, not quite as the world sends greetings, but with profound esteem and with the prayer that for you now and forever, the day breaks and the shadows flee away. Wow, how profound is that reading? So how many times did you have to read that to get the message? (laughs) (laughs) Over and over and over. (laughs) When you were reading it, my heart just opened and it just, you felt or I felt like someone was speaking to me directly. And you know, that personal touch, we're talking about presence and however it gets accessed, but that reading does it. Talk about, because it settles the mind and the heart begins to open. I love mm-hmm. that read. I've never read that before. So thank you for sharing that. What an incredible yeah. gift. That was in the what, 15th century. So you think mm-hmm. he knew something that we didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Holy moly. <laughs> so can't say I'm reincarnated him, but uh, maybe some, another spirit. But uh, I love the love that he brings to that. And it really brings to mind just peace of mind, you know? And yeah. I appreciate you, and thank you for sharing that, Stephanie. I'm going to turn it back over to Karen. And Karen, do you have a reading, a saying that you might like to share with our listeners just to, again, help create a a place that the presence comes and speaks to us? Yeah, thanks, Padre. This is from Henry, is it Nowen? Henry Nowen or Nguyen? Oh, yes. My favorite, yes. I love his writings, The Return of the Prodigal Son. He said... I have, led, I have been led to an inner place where I had not been before. It is the place within me where God has chosen to dwell. It is the place where I am held safe in the embrace of an all-loving Father who calls me by name and says, You are my beloved Son. On you my favor rests. It is the place where I can taste the joy and the peace that are not of this world. God himself showed me the way. The emotional and physical crises that interrupted my busy life compelled me with violent force to return home and to look for God where God can be found in my own inner sanctuary. And then this is the part that really speaks to me. He said, this place had always been there. I had always been aware of it as the source of grace, but I had not been able to enter into it and truly live there. Jesus says, Anyone who loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we shall come to him and make our home in him. This is John 14:23. He continues, These words have always impressed me deeply. I am God's home. Oh, wow. And that just kind of blew my mind when he said it. <laughs> yeah. I am, God, I am God's home. God lives in my heart. I mean, how that wonderful. definitely makes it personal, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow, because the scripture says the kingdom of God is within us, so your version is God, I am God's home, and that's so personal. 
especially when, we, when we're struggling to find God <laughs> in a situation that's kind of trying. That whole thing about, for me, surrender really does have a, <laughs> not a negativity, but it can be a challenge when we need to just let go. And one of the terms that I remember being taught by Ron Roth was, he always says, just empty. And he used the, the letter E-M-P-T-Y. And E represents Emmanuel. God is with us. And why not start from the top, just knowing God is in my heart. The M is make a commitment to die to self because we're trying to do it on our own. We're trying to get out of pain. We're trying to get an answer. It's about I, I, I. And the scripture says God is the great I am. So if we can let go of our needs and say, God, just help me and leave it at that, I believe we have access to the presence. And the P stands for praise God to reach to mm-hmm. higher grounds, just praising God. Even though we might not feel it, we know better. We just turn our gaze towards the one who has the answer. And T is transparency with yourself and with others. B, if, if I'm angry, if I'm distressed, be that. There's, there's no shame in that. It's, we're just expressing that emotional part that needs release. And just be transparent, and the why is yielding to God or to his word. And like Stephanie and just what Karen read with Henry Nouwen, those simple words can bring such solace to the soul. And for me, that's just a place that I'd love to dwell. And there are great days in my world where I don't have a care in the world. I can wake up and there's nothing in my brain that says, you got to do this, you got to do that. You got to, you have this phone call or you got to go on this trip. It's just, I can just rest in nothingness. And to me, that's heaven here on earth. There are glorious days when that happens. And I want to celebrate that in your life too, our listeners, because it's really, we participate in the very plan of God. There was another quote by Ron who uh, said, whatever you surrender to, we will serve. So if I surrender all my stuff to God, then we will serve what God says today. And God knows our hearts. God knows our situations. Maybe you're dealing with pain in your body right now. And the Holy Spirit is present. The angels are present for you. And it's just say, God, I don't know how to release. I don't know how to set myself up for healing. And God just says, let me be God to you. Let my hand be on your shoulder right now, on your heart right now. And you can sense that energy, that love that transcends time and space. It's that special place where God and you are one. And so I just say, be still and know I am. We just celebrated Rosh Hashanah, which is in the Jewish tradition, New Year. So we can choose something brand new now. We can set ourselves up for the new in our life. We don't have to wait till January 1st. We can celebrate with our Jewish brethren the new year. It's God's new year on the Jewish calendar. And God says we'll celebrate the new year. I think it was September 27th, I believe. But that goes on like us, like having a birthday, some of you. Some go to a day, a week, maybe the whole year. We can determine what that year is going to be. So what is it in your world that you would like to see healed, restore? Maybe it's the finances. Maybe it's your your joints. Maybe it's your relationship with your siblings, your children, your grandchildren, your boss, whatever it might be. All these are brand new in God. And the scripture says, I, I awake in the morning brand new. 
So if we can use God's Word, which is His Word that became flesh, all of a sudden we can now tap into this grace that's available to you and I. I remember reading, actually this morning, Teresa of Lisieux, and she talked about her, I think it was her older sister, and her older sister was kind of rebellious, and St. Therese was more of the holy kind. She always thought, I'm holy, she's not, because she's disobeying, I'm obeying. And she realized that to just to be herself, that if she was angry, if she was depressed, if she was ornery, she just needs to tell God that and then let it go. Somehow we kind of carry that character until we get somebody's attention. All you need to do is focus in on God. Tell him your day. Tell him your heart and then let that go. Our peace is letting it go. And sometimes we just want to carry that around as a wound instead of just, that's who I was, today I can be at peace. So, you know, in that complex of, I call it God's world, I'm going to turn this back over to Stephanie. On your walk with God, with yourself, during these two months, Mm -hmm. what would be your impression of what people thought of you? I know that's a big, big question, Mm. but Mm. usually our inner knowing is pretty correct. You could say, God, I'm so screwed up, I hope something is coming through that's loving, you know, because you just, sometimes we can't even realize our own state of being. But what would you say about yourself in that area? That's a hard question, Padre. Wow. I would say that I can definitely recognize that, that I was attracting people that wanted to just be with me. Mm. I I know that I like that. I Yeah, and it was you carry something within. Right. I I think that there was a safe place and that was my intention. When I got up every morning and <laughs> it's like it was hard to face the day, but sure. you start my day with with okay God, just fill me with whatever my whatever work i'm going to do today would fill me yeah. with you so i can i can do this and and that was my intention is just to there was so much chaos so much fear so much everything that i just really wanted to provide a safe place yeah. for people yeah. to be and so i did i was and i it was a lot though it was a lot to uh, to never have an opinion that was another thing i learned oh, wow. <laughs> i don't get to wow. have an opinion i don't get to and judgment wow. that was really big i saw so much yeah. you know I, how much well, they judgment were bearing really their soul hurt. with you yeah yeah and and a lot of things i didn't like i didn't like a lot of what i was seeing and and but really because i sure. had so much love for my friends that were just yeah broken. just destroyed and yeah. I could not, it's, it's like my heart couldn't judge them or, or anyone. And, and yeah. so, and I just really, I mean, in the other, I just really realized how much we all really need each other. Mm-hmm. So much of, of the pain that we go through, I'm definitely somebody that, that I never wanted to accept help from anyone because somewhere in my mind, yeah. I always thought that I would, I would owe don't accept anything because then I owe you something. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> I know that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but really with this situation, just acknowledging that like we are not meant to do this alone. And, mm. 
and no matter how great or small the challenge is, it, 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 there's something about even accepting. I was there to to offer something to whoever, my friends or the community. Sure. But there was also, even, I had people show up for me in a big way too that were just oh, making nice. sure I was okay. And of course. So it, it's like that perfect harmony of giving and receiving because, mm. yeah, but... But I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of went off on a tangent. Oh, I think it was an outstanding <laughs> answer to the question. What okay. you showed me was the we take it like Christ. He took it upon our, himself, and so you yeah. took it upon. You were being hearing people's confessions, even though they might not be saying it in those words, but you were hearing right. their heart. And as long as your heart was still and at peace and no judgment, they could just unburden themselves with that extra pain that's there. Nobody wants to carry that guilt, that shame, the what if mm-hmm. that went on in mm-hmm. those worlds. And like you said, sometimes you just didn't have words. You just listened. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's the listening of the heart. And I am sure you might have recognized, and maybe our listeners recognize, I've done that before, and by the end of the day, I feel so drained. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. what about me? But again, we kind of take it on personally, and we're just supposed to represent Christ who hears it and lets it go. Because he says, in confessing, he goes, your sins will be from the farthest from the east to the west, which is infinity. So it just passes through us. And so it doesn't attach to anything. And you were the heart of Christ or our Blessed Mother or whoever you mm-hmm. would represent at that moment. And to me, that's the Christian walk. That's the, the place where we get elevated. And it's like but going through that challenge, which you did and probably still am doing, walking that yeah. walk in a different way. But you're recognizing, I call it the footsteps in the sand, where Christ was yeah. with you. And he was your heart. Mm-hmm. He was your listening ear. He was mm-hmm. that hug that you gave. Yeah. It's like those are tender moments that we treasure personally and then also reflecting on. So thank you for sharing that. And sorry about throwing that big question your way, yeah. but you answered it brilliantly. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So one other question for Karen, and then I think we'll begin praying for our listeners and this world because We've definitely been challenged by a lot of things that we never thought we would see in our lifetime. But there's that that place of surrender, or I call it humility, where we know that we know that in this moment of surrender, of peace, that only that divine presence can take over because our choices are few. Now, Karen, like you said last Saturday, you were in the ER. That place of surrender, yes, you want to know why this is happening, why they have a fever, these all these questions, but in the end, you still felt presence, you still felt the creator around you. Is that a true statement? Absolutely. You can pray in a busy ER. (laughs) 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 Are you done with your question? (laughs) Yeah, well, the idea is how did you walk through that? There's a, because... Anybody who says, oh, you're going to the ER, everybody expects it, ah, we're going to find something bad. All you wanted was, why, where's this source of pain coming from, period. Yeah. I just continued my practice. Mm. I've been doing this now long enough that it's it's a habit to just turn within. And I can do that 
no matter where I am or what's going on around me. Sometimes it's a little challenging. Fear comes up, all sorts of mind comes up. But the breath, having a practice of, did mindfulness meditation for quite a while, and so I have this habit of just turning my attention to the breath, and that centers me and it grounds me. And from there, I can relax my body and and just turn to the presence wherever I feel it, whether it's outside me or inside me or all of the above, just turn and and find some way to pray. And it really helps that I understand that I have faith that, that God is always there and that, as Henry Nouwen said, God's only desire is to bring me home. Mm. And I know that. I, I know that's true because he's been calling me now for years, and I trust that call. And all I need to do is just simply turn my attention. And if I have to do it <laughs> again and again and again before I can feel the presence, <laughs> then that's what I do. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it is that challenging. But I think I was saying this before, the, the, the greater that my need is, the greater I feel God's response to me. And it's just really that simple. If I really need him, it's like Stephanie says, you reach up a hand and God takes your hand. I don't experience in exactly that same way, but it's it's the same principle that if I need yeah. God and I express yeah. need for God, God is there. His love is in my heart. His blessing is always there. The blessing of his presence is always there. Wow. You remind me of, I had a cousin that, passed away last week. He served in Mother Teresa's community. He had like 30 years in Africa, and there's a lot of chaos going on there and a lot of rebellion. And so I call him terrorists, kicked him out. And so he came back to the United States, and he was waiting his next assignment from Mother Teresa's group. And so he was staying with some friends there, and they woke up. It was waking him up for breakfast. And he had passed away during the night. Oh, you know, wow. so here my cousin Father Ted was awaiting his next assignment and who knew that it was God's choice to bring him home. And it's just like and he served the poor, the poor so well, like a mother Teresa. We we as a family felt he he was a holy man, like Mother Teresa, a holy woman. Just the vow to its end. He almost gave all of himself. He had, in Africa, he had like 720 people that he called his family. The poor, the poor, and he just took them all in. Raised a lot of money to support them. Then when he had to leave, I'm sure their hearts are hurting, not having their spiritual teacher around. But they prayed the rosary three times a day and said mass in the morning for all the people. Always believed in God's providence. So whether it's your illness or whether it's a trauma of losing someone or just uh, your everyday struggles, God is present in all these examples. What I want to do is reconnect all our listeners as both Karen, Stephanie, and I pray for you. And I'm going to ask, Karen, I'm going to ask you to start first, but I'm going to stretch you a little bit, but I just want for you to lead into like a holy breath. You talked about that reason. I don't know if that's just words for you, but mm-hmm. just and then lead into whatever prayer that you pray, because I really believe that the how-to is so important in helping people reach that place of oneness with God. Well, 
Ron Roth in, I think it's The Healing Path of Prayer, but also in other books, gives some really clear instructions for how people can connect with the breath. Beautiful. I, I can't paraphrase them exactly. I think you basically you put your head down, you let your chin fall on your chest, you become aware of the breath, and you focus on what you feel there. And in time, you will feel presence. For me, this is something that I was initiated into decades ago by a, a Hindu saint whose teachings I was reading. But I could never do it for myself until I started studying Ron Roth's teachings and 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 having healings. I think the healings were probably 90% of my ability to do this. But Beautiful. basically, the breath is where we connect with God. It is, we are breathed by God. We don't yeah. breathe ourselves. If you really pay attention, it's like, well, how does this breath happen? I can't make it happen. It just happens. And, mm. and so where does it come from? Well, it comes from God. And what is it that we're breathing? We're breathing the air. We're all breathing the same air. But we're also breathing spirit because spirit is in the air. It's in the wind. It's in the breath. Yeah. Back to the ancient teachings, and so it's kind of understanding that to some extent, but then also just it begins. You begin to feel it over time, and it took me a long time to trust it. It's like, is this what I'm supposed to be feeling? <laughs> is this oh, something sure. that's supposed yeah. to be yeah. here? I didn't understand, but but in time it grew, and it became, like I said, a practice, and it's very beautiful because. It connects you with the great I am, as you were saying earlier, Ron Ron Roth. One of the quotes I wrote down, he said, the instant our thoughts are focused on God, the eternal I am, that I amness is activated in our lives. The paradox is from that point on, we have no words, we have no need for words or thought. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you start with the breath, you pay attention, and sooner or later... Have faith, have patience, keep turning, and God will show himself to us. He always does, because he wants nothing more than to bring us to him. That's beautiful, Karen. That's beautiful. So let's pray for our fellow listeners tonight. So my prayer is, thank you, God, for your living presence with your loving light always radiating through the centers of our beings. Thank you for your loving guidance and for making your home in us, always ready to give and forgive, always ready to heal us, always ready to love us, and always calling us home. Amen. Amen. So beautiful. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Padre. How about you, Stephanie? Uh, I just want to pray for everyone on this call, who everyone who is walking in the dark. May they witness the hand of God being offered to them so they can take hold and be led into the light. Amen. Simple but powerful. I was just talking to my neighbor today, and he has a brother who just moved to Fort Myers, Florida, and they just lost their home. It's just Mm -hmm. one of those flukes in nature, the hurricane, and 
the thousands now that are, whether homeless or had homes damaged, that they're going through insurance companies or maybe no insurance, that they need a God. They desire God to help them. They desire human beings to help them to reach out. And if you have any say or monies that you can donate, please do that. For every portion helps each of each of us to help one another. Do as I say, Jesus says, give and you shall receive. So tonight as we give ourselves to all those who have been misplaced by this hurricane, who lost their lives, over 70 people, Lord, have mercy on their souls. Father, just send forth your spirit now and just help heal and restore those lives, rebuild their lives. And all those who are still struggling here in Ukraine in the war, I thank you, O Lord, our God, for the release of ministering angels to watch over them, guide them, bring them to safety, and just to bring an end to this war in Jesus' name. Just stop the rhetoric and just allow grace upon grace, love upon love, forgiveness upon forgiveness, just to restore not our spiritual nature that God is, an abundant love. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for every person who's feeling pain, sickness, disease. And I command in the name of Jesus, I allow your Holy Spirit now to put the angels to lay hands on them. You're going to feel a warmth or a touch of a, a hand, a feather, with the angels' movements tonight. Just somebody who has a neck problem. It's been sore or tight. I just loosen in the name of Yeshua. Let the muscle, let the ligaments just relax now. And some people who have a heart palpitations, I speak to the heart now. Come, Holy Spirit. May the peace that passes all understanding to be filled and just bring about the nature of God, which is shalom, his peace. And let reconciliation happen between two sisters. Come, Holy Spirit. Let that divide right now, that divide, I break its hold. And just like a a sword, just cut through the chase. Just cut through the, the stuff that people have been accused about. And just allow your peace now. Recognize the love in with each other. And let love prevail in all areas. I thank you, O Lord our God, for those who are looking to pay for their rent or their insurance or car insurance or payments on the car or the home. You are a way maker, Lord. Father, just send a check in the mail. Someone just gift them the exact amount that you needed in order to pay that payment. I thank you, O Lord our God, for your great grace tonight. Let the peace that passes all understanding to be with you. And I seal the good work of the Holy Spirit in your life in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it. Let it be so, Lord. Thank you. Stephanie and Karen, thank you so much for hosting this with me tonight, illuminating the night. Thank you, Renee, for your prayers and for Craig and Pat for your technical support. We appreciate you all. And for each listener, thank you for your donations and listening in tonight. Till we meet again, we have a Zoom this Wednesday and our healing retreat in November. Come sign up, and we look forward to seeing all of you.